Hi, I'm Tina, and welcome to the Deeper Than Sex podcast, where we're going to dig deep to uncover the truth about sex, love, and relationships to find out how we can be better lovers to ourselves and to others. Communication is everything, and good communication is a fundamental requirement for a healthy relationship, and that's why it's the topic for our first episode. Michael may be my producer and my friend, but in many ways, to me, he's also something of an expert. You can't see it, but I'm making air quotes right now. He's an expert, at least when it comes to how to communicate your way to a strong relationship. It's as if communication is his kink or something. He's put a lot of time and effort into studying it with books and therapy, and I try to learn about his ways because, in all honesty, my relationship communication skills are a bit rough around the edges. We talk about unsuccessful communication and how to improve it with some simple tactics that are easy for any couple to try. So without further ado, please enjoy the show. Communication, that's what we're talking about today. And uh, it's important in everything, particularly though, romantic relationships or yeah. emotionally intimate in, ones intimate, intimate. it's it's key yeah i know i'm it, trying to find the right words. no the intimate in, 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 intimacy is developed i think uh primarily by communication it, it's what builds your trust and everything you can't read your each other's minds i mean we try but uh, um, yeah uh no right I mean, so you need to con- we need to communicate those things yeah, d- that we want try and think and feel. Do I try to read a mind? No, I don't feel like I try to read a mind, but I do try to, you do analyze your You know what my biggest sure. turn on though is when my partner is so perceptive. Yes, it is the, I want them to want to wash that's, the dishes. That's pers- okay. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That's a reference to a movie. I'm right. sure, you know. But um, there, there's, I don't, but uh, no, someone might. No, it, it's probably too mainstream for you. Maybe it's mainstream. <laughs> maybe it's very, uh, they were uttered. They were uttered. They were words uttered by Jennifer Aniston. So that tells you everything. Oh, I like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, it was I from the breakup. Watched anything. It's from oh, the I didn't see that movie. Yeah, they they break up, and she was mad at him because he who, wouldn't. Who was he? He Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes, communication is key because we can't read minds, and you know. So we could talk about actually just like our differences and, and stuff like that because even if you could, re- I'm sorry, to, but even if it could remind, um, so maybe I know what you're thinking, but I don't know where you're coming from when you're thinking that your perspective is also just as important as, so it's not just the words, but it's also your vantage with those words. Well, you only can get there if you've communicated enough so that the other person can anticipate what yeah. it is that your needs are. Because I think for me, when I, you know, I, I framed it as like it's a turn on. It's because it's like I feel seen. Yeah. You know, and that that implies an intimacy level that we've achieved. Right. It's like intimacy level unlocked, achievement unlocked kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you can't get there if you don't. So it takes time and communication to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is also my weakness when it comes to romantic relationships because to express my needs expresses a vulnerability. I'm very much, my relationship style is I am self, I I self-sacrifice. That's how I, that's my love language. (laughs) Self-sacrifice and I want, you know, to, I, I want to people please, like I have a lot to work on. And so when it comes to communication, um, I have so much sitting like right on edge that it brings me to tears to talk about what I need, honestly. With, do you do you talk about that with yourself? Because that's where communication starts to touch. I will make my myself opinion. listen. I will make myself cry thinking about what it is that I actually need and want. But are you are you processing 
the needs and wants for yourself as well? And are you actually trying to get them delivered to you or attaining them? I Or do you just think about them and you think about how you don't have them and that's why you're crying? That. 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 Okay. But that... My finger got really close to your face. That's okay. I meant that no, in a I, very I, much I, I like zing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I don't, I feel like I don't have them. Um, I mean, you know, I, I guess I'll just continue to share my baggage as we go but there's it's it's definitely whatever however it was I was formed as far as like what I feel I deserve as a human mm-hmm. I don't whatever influences I haven't really figured out exactly what contributed you to this that it's still in the bag what you haven't unpacked that oh it's, it's, still in the bag? it's heavy on my back right now oh. ba- bag lady for sure okay um there from the beginning I've always felt like at least not in, not in a family sense, but in a romantic sense, even as a kid, somehow I felt this. Like that I would, to know me is to love me, but at the same time, I'm unlovable. And you believe you're unlovable still? That that was reinforced by external factors. Okay. So like... It's understand. And, and right? a lot external of people... validation type things. Mm-hmm. So it's like crushes at school never like liked me back. Right. That's actually... One of the so main- you start writing that story in your head. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not lovable. I'm not lovable. I'm not lovable. Yeah, like like I love myself. I mean, you know, I mean, you could you could dice that all you want, but like like I, I think I'm stoked on who I am, mm-hmm. and so it confuses me when it's not working out, and that other like who like who I have feelings for, that it's not reciprocated. Um, so yeah, so I've built and and I and I collect the evidence to support that, mm-hmm. and so and so went to answer your question earlier about um, how how did you how did you word it like with my needs and then when I think about what I want and stuff like that I make myself cry thinking about that stuff thinking about how you don't it's because have I don't them. have because I don't have them but you're not thinking about how to attain them I don't know how that that's, that's my that's my struggle man I don't I mean, know how to attain would them. you like to share any of those needs or is that too <laughs> vulnerable right now I. God, I don't even know how even to simplify. One of them. One of them? <laughs> Are we going to get me to cry? I have no idea. Um. Okay. I would like to... Um, okay. We'll keep it simple. I just yeah. said that I feel unlovable. I want to feel loved. You want to feel loved. Yeah. I think that starts with yourself. I knew you were going to say that. I, it's, it's, but it's the truth. And I know. And I, I know that. It's a lot of hard case. work to get there too. Yeah. And but, constant. But here's the, here's the thing. is like, I think I do. Right? Because I like who I... Like, I wouldn't change a lot of who I am. Yeah. Um, but it is definitely... There are certain things that I do that indicate that I should love myself more. You know? So it's not as, like, clear. So I like who I am and I like how I look. I like my personality, all of that. But then I guess I do things like if I'm home alone then I will be less inclined to take care of myself in the way that I would if someone else was around. Cause like, like I will make food for them. And then does that make sense? Like, right. like I, I, I so am you want to take care of your partner. I want to take and, care of somebody. Right. But yeah. you don't want to take care of yourself. I, not that it's a but choice. Not, it's that not I make. about a want. It's not a choice that I make. It's not like I'm it's going, like, I don't want to take care of myself. Yeah. It's just more like, you know, like I will let myself slip. I, I do that. I yeah. do that. And I feel that I love myself very much, um, but I do that. And there's a lot of self-care that I don't take care of as a result of it. Mm. Uh, and I, I have those conversations with myself. I need to be doing this more. Uh, I need to be doing this more, you know, um, especially when I'm going through, like if I'm working a show or something, 
uh, for the course of a week. My, my, my place will get thrashed, which adds to my mental uh, sort of stress for the week yeah. because I'll just be like throwing clothes around. My, my kitchen will get dirty. Uh, I probably am not eating as much dinners. Um, so to be able to have the conversation with myself about being in a positive place while I'm going through this like chaos is nuts. And you just surround yourself with that chaos and then you clean it all up and you start again. Um, so I understand not taking care of yourself, uh, in that way, but I mean, it's baby steps. Um, it is baby steps. I mean, it's just acknowledging it that that is the case, um, and I've actually learned that in the situation that I'm in now. I don't call – I mean, it's a relationship, but it's it's more a situationship. I, I told you this. Situationship. Yeah, because we haven't – you know, I would like for it to be a, a relationship in the way that I, that I, you know, prefer my relationships to be, monogamous and all that. But that, that decision isn't mutual mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. And for the longest time, I took that personally. But I also – for the majority of this situationship, and I also just like saying that, yeah. um, for the majority of the situationship, I, uh, I haven't really voiced my needs because I didn't think that that would be conducive to getting that relationship, which is a problem. Yeah, that's, that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Right, but I told you, like, my, my whole thing like is, like... You feel like that's going to scare them away or whatnot, which... Um, or that's gonna not create better community. I don't know. I don't know about scaring if it's exactly the word, but more like, and this is how I am in a lot of other ways. I don't like being a burden. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> puppy snoring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good moment. Um, a burden. So you think you're yeah. a burden by expressing yourself and being vulnerable with your partner, who is the one person you're supposed to be the most intimate and communicative <laughs> yes, with. Yes. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm like that with my family. No, like, I know. That's, you know, that's you, clearly yeah. a, a system wiring that needs that needs some tending to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But and it's nice to be aware of it. It's Yeah. And then this in this situation has led me to be more aware of it because because there was circumstances in our relationship that definitely um, it made sense for why we couldn't be together, mm-hmm. you know, so it created very trigger happy um emotionally reactive what, interactions what made sense there was distance now you're not distant now you're i mean there's there's the there was there's a lot of things i'm not even getting into yeah. but but it was just a lot of factors that basically wasn't as simple as like i like you and you like me and let's be together there was a lot of factors and there was resistance to that and 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 you know what he had some things that he was going through and decisions that he needed to make that were his own journey, growth journey, and it had nothing to do with me, right? But sometimes it's a slow burn to get to that space. Right, right. And that's okay. But the thing is, is there's something about us that kept us in each other's lives in a way that was like very much immovable. But it wasn't vulnerable communication. Um, at times, but there wasn't a consistency in it because we weren't actually like there wasn't. You weren't committed to that idea. We weren't committed to that idea, but also there was just not as much opportunity to have those conversations, right? Because when we did spend time together, it was about making it like, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, sexual and like focused on just how great that is. And yeah, I mean, it, it was unhealthy attachment for a period of time. And so I definitely acknowledged that, but then it kind of evolved out of that into other things. But at the end of the day, we both have stuff that we need to work on. And so what I learned out of this situation, um, and he's pointed it out to me, like he's actually, you know, like he's saying that pointing out my stuff 
at me to force me to realize that that's what I was doing. I had nobody, nobody had done that for me before. Yeah. You it's know? good to have a good mirror. Yeah. A yeah. loving mirror who's doing it yeah. in a way to help you along and not to just say, look, dude, <laughs> yeah, this is what you are. Ugh. Right. But I took it that way for a period of time um, because I'm, I'm here. Was like, it expressed it, that way or did you just take it that way out of curiosity? Uh, well, okay. Because Maybe... sometimes, sometimes the way that we uh, transmit our information uh, changes how we receive it. I mean, it's on it's on my list of like things that to, to be aware of for good communication. But tone and intonation are yeah. very much you know factors. There's um, a big transmission. Yeah, but but um, I mean, it, I I I I would say there was a variety of ways in which that that was communicated to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just in where my frame of mind was. I mean, it, it could even be like like clockwork time of the month, I'm a little bit more sensitive and things like get me, you know, trigger yeah. me quicker than other times and that kind of thing. But at the time, end of the day, the consistency. Timing is super important. Yeah. That's, that's another, is, that exactly. is another one on the list. <laughs> on the list. list. Yeah, exactly. But it's like. This list. What is this list we keep talking about? I know. About? I know. There's always a list. Um, there's all, they're all over the internet. Yeah, they are. But yeah, but, but I, what I learned through whatever type of response I had I knew the cons- the consistency there was that I was unable to ask for what I needed because it made me too emotional because I didn't think I was going to be able to get it or you know just things that like where it where it all boils down to I did not want to be a burden or um, maybe you know didn't expect to be able to get those so why bother like yeah. that stuff well and so I think a lot of that um, I I find uh, comes in the um foundations that you build in that relationship so you don't ask for what you need and you probably still are not necessarily doing that um or maybe you're doing it better but uh i think i think i'm at an awareness stage okay that's that's where so maybe you'll be doing it better soon yeah i hope so um i think we build these these sort of rapports with people and this is any relationship they say the the foundation of your relationship is built on that first interaction in your first 10 seconds sometimes or I forgot what the seconds are, but something to that degree. Uh, and I, I believe that, and I believe it too, because I, I look at my different friendships and it's like, if I built it on music, then that's what it is. If we built it on jokes, then we have this really joking thing. If we, if we, um, you know, we built it on this and here we are, uh, you know, with my partner, we built it on, on really strong communication and we both emphasize that's what we were looking for in a partnership. And I think that's why we have it. Because we from the from the gate were talking about it, and also long distance, as I said in previous, demands it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and dealing with some of the open styles also demands it. So some of the um, some of the things we built into the relationship specifically because we wanted to ensure that our communication was always going to have to be top notch. Um, and so we created it so that there are going to be things that we are going to have to talk about um, that will implore us to have those conversations. Yeah, and I would say the foundation for my relationship was not, it wasn't a healthy situation for sure. It was really, you know, attachment based. Yeah. Um, and so And so right now I see this period of time as an opportunity to deconstruct that Mm-hmm. or unlearn really right and and build a better foundation right um 
So, and yeah. the question is always when you're rebuilding a better foundation is, is your partner willing to do that with you? And is it possible with that partner? And yeah. I hope it is. Yeah. I mean, I would say that he was the impetus for that because of, oh. because, well, because That's of cool. how he would hold that mirror right at my face and go, this is what's happening. You realize. So, you, and then I had to go, what the, f you know, what do you mean? Like, you know, tired of all this, whatever, pulling up the past and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But now I real I, I go, oh, okay, you're, you're right. I totally see all of it. And so I know, I know that I have work to do. Um, and, and he has acknowledged that he has work to do. Mm -hmm. Um, which is always beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but the common ground is that, you know, we care about each other. Right. So whatever, whatever the situation is, it's always going to be one of love. Maybe it's not sexual romantic, mm -hmm. But, you know, like... So it, this could develop into a friendship or something. It, it is a friendship, be, really. Yeah. Okay. I feel like with... Uh, there's a hurdle to get there for me, uh, which is... For everybody. Yeah, yeah. Rejection. Rejection okay. is a very... You know, to, to go back to the, the point about un, unlovable, right? Mm -hmm. Rejection is a reinforcement of that feeling about myself. Interesting. Right? So And so, that's about not taking... And, and so the, the lesson which I know you're very aware of, is about learning to not take it personal, which you've expressed you're trying to learn. Yeah. Because um, I mean, just... I mean, that's a four agreement, uh, one of the four agreements. Yeah, I mean, that's... yeah. I, like, uh, not that long ago, like a couple, a couple months ago, I was very much deep in that, like, and I, I, I mean, it's, it, there's, it's residual, it's going to be there. Um, Ice cream, anybody? You hear that? Oh, it's five, it, that means it's five o'clock, the oh, five right. o'clock hour Get around Choco, here. Choco Taco. Yeah. <laughs> this episode brought you by Choco Taco. Yeah. This episode brought to you by the ice cream man that yeah, drives right. down the street. Yeah. Um, yeah. So rejection is a powerful, um, let's just, actually, let's just. Enjoy that. Yeah. Can you really even hear it? Probably. Well, we could until he stopped. Someone's getting ice cream. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm You're jealous. the winner of the Choco Taco. Oh, wow. Um, rejection well, really is a. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> Get me some uh, some Mario's with some bubble gum eyes. Do they still do the Mario's with bubble gum eyes? You you told me you don't actually stop and talk to this guy, so you don't have no idea. I would assume that those still exist. Something with the the bubble gum eyes. I, I would hope SpongeBob Mar with the bubble gum eyes. Yeah, now. it's probably something like that. Yeah. They had Mario's. They had turtles. Yeah, maybe we should favorite. have maybe we should have that music queued up on the board, and then anytime anybody's like talking down about themselves, you just you just turn it up. It would be very uplifting. Because <laughs> basically, every time I say the word rejection, the music just cranks up. Yeah, well, it doesn't like that you. Yeah, it doesn't uh, like that, that you I feel rejected. <laughs> but I take it's personal. It's injury. I just I. It's like you know how how can you how can you reject me? Like that's a it's very ego driven. I I'm very much self involved in that way where it's like I take. It's so to heart because I take it as like a personal affront to like who I am, who what I have to offer versus realizing what it is that that person might be going through that leads them to make certain decisions. I also think too that we, um, you know, we self-preserve. Yeah. Quite a bit too. But yeah, it, it all leads. Where, where you, basically, where, I don't know. I was just thinking about vulnerability. I guess again, okay. it's just more like if you if you communicate. Like, like where I'm coming from, where, you know, I, I, I don't like asking for help. I don't, I don't want to do it myself. It's like, I need to prove myself and stuff okay. like that. And so, and so. Does that come from a family thing or does that come from. I don't know. A, I think like about that a lot. Your feminine energy because you feel like a woman wants to be proven 
or I'm just, it's a curious question. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I'm not sure. Maybe are you it's an, an only immigrant. Child? No, I'm not. No. I have a younger okay. sister, but maybe it's a little bit immigrant mentality too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, self, uh, self-reliant in all, okay. in all matters, not just mm-hmm. financial and economical, but emotional and stuff yeah. like that too. Um, I like to stand on my own too. Yeah. I'm, I and, totally am with you. And to that. put, and to put yourself out there emotionally, is dangerous so that's what i I guess that's what i mean by self-preservation like i I always think of self-preservation when i think of why we don't communicate i'm on your level now and so there's a moment in my life where i did that where i it used to be that i would go and i would i'd be the chaser Mm -hmm. um and so it's a means of self-preservation i was like no i deserve to be it was a good statement to myself i deserve to be wanted but at that point i put out way less energy and have sense to some degree, I, I balanced a little better. But wait, you said you were the chaser, meaning that you were pursuing. I was often and always pursuing, and because of that pursuance probably came from a not positive space of what I I mean, I needed to do some work on myself for sure and have sense. Um, but it came from a space of neediness, and it That's was so spread. ironic because when I think of being needy and then what that translates into as far as action goes mm-hmm. it would not be to pursue because it's not it's not it's not like womanly right yeah well and so right? we're, like we're fed are, that we have to pursue yeah yeah, yeah. and then and we're i'm fed that i like we need to have it come right. to us but then we're in a modern world and there's this whole other thing that we're fed now yeah. that's on over the or through the radar or what have you that says that that's not the case and i'm like okay well i deserve to be chased too a little bit i deserve to have that and so I would go through different um, relationships or datings or whatever datings, you want to call them. Yeah. Datings. Um, where I would start with, uh, you know, I would start with some some interest and I would push that interest. Um, but then I would, I would step back a little and I would say, okay, I'm not going to chase every time. There was someone I really, in, uh, there's a particular instance where I, I, I remember very clearly, I, I would keep pursuing and pursuing and and I would even get word from circles of friends. Oh yeah, let Michael know I'm I'm into it. Like, cool. Why don't you let Michael know? And why don't you respond? And when I say, hey, you want to do something? Oh, I'm busy that day. I was like, cool. You want to throw me a bone and tell me when you're not busy, or do I have to keep coming at you and look fucking desperate? And I wasn't into that, so I just kind of like yeah. stepped back. And then I didn't get a thing at all. And and I was like, okay, well, then I guess they're not really interested. Um, and I'm not going to waste that time. And I started yeah. to do that more and more to the point that I just stopped really trying in that regard. Um, of course, that also doesn't really work either. So uh, I it did to some degree. I have had um, sort of relationships develop out of me having that less sort of push and having someone pull in, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. You know, you feel wanted and needed, but then you're like, but then I didn't really feel like I wanted it either because I didn't try to pursue it. So there's this weird sort of That's mental weird. conversation yeah. you have with yeah. yourself. Games. Um, well, you, 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 you games with myself. But no, yeah. but 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 what your your stories reminding me that, um, and it's not in our notes, but the fact that like we are poor at communication. If we don't, if we're not as self aware and, and have done the work, we are poor at communication. But we we play games. Yeah. And we play intricate games at that. So your yeah. example, you're saying that you know they they sent through the grapevine a message saying right. that they were interested and then when you which when you clearly we went on a date when you acted on it yeah and when you acted on it then they like made themselves unavailable it's like 
it's like I don't know where that comes from. Why we think we need to um, is it play it, games with desire and like to ensure like I, you know like I don't know where it it's stems embedded from. in it, some people. It's to, embedded in to some people want to do that. I don't aggravated do that shit. by certain things in culture. Like there are books that tell us how yeah. to behave and like not to actually go with what we want, but mm-hmm. like what what we think the like in my case like what because I'm trying to date men, what we, I think men want. Like mm-hmm. I have to act a certain way to get them because if I act authentically, then I'm in danger of, you know, like it's just ridiculous. Like there's just all this yeah. whole well, storyline. That's that's what's embedded in you, but that's also not in fact truth. And I hope you know that if you act authentically, yeah, no, I you don't, will attract I don't, an amazing I don't, human. I don't do games. Yeah. Like games that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't do games. I I definitely everything comes more organically now. Yeah. Uh, if I pull back, it's because I of my capacity, not because of my right. thoughts on it. Wait, actually, that um, we didn't really talk much about like you know comparing college and 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 uh, being more of a grown up and dating. But in my mind, I feel like dating you have more college. of a. It was fucking in college. It was no. Dating. It was fucking college. Exactly. But but I feel like. You, you, or I don't know, maybe as rushing to make a point, then I realized maybe it's not really, but when you don't have a like grown up problems, yeah, you, you have, have different problems, you have different problems, right? But now it's like an availability thing, it's like really like I just didn't have capacity in my brain to even be thinking about you. There's nothing like there's no ill intent yeah. at all, it's just purely resource, yeah. Well, and that is a, a matured, a matured mind, um, thinking about. You know their levels of output. Yeah, I wouldn't have ever thought to use a word in college to say my capacity to do this. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, I don't got time, or I don't want to do that, or it's yeah. it's not about it's it's more primal feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to understand that I have this much, you know, uh, room in my in my resources to give, and where I'm giving those, and and how I've organized all that that. Honestly, I didn't really understand how to organize myself till I went through therapy. And then it was because of this really cool experiment my therapist did where he threw pillows all over the room. He's like, put pillows around the room and and, and say this is, you know, you're just they represented people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I organized people and put them in clusters and whatnot. And he goes, and now that center pillow is you. Think about the relationship of those people to you and then readjust as needed and then step back and look. Okay. And so... Really what it was was organizing my mind and how I felt about people, but I was just instinctly putting, you know, my mom and my sister here, or actually it was my grandmother and my sister and my mom and my stepdad and and then their relationship to where they stood. And, um, did you think have to think about it too much when you were doing it? Or was it when I did of- it, when I did it, I just kind of put them in class. He, yeah. he gave me a brief outline of how to do it without saying the relationship to me. That was the second step after I put them in the clusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like, okay. And you look at it, and I still have a picture of this somewhere roaming around my phone, I'm sure. Um, I keep it because uh, it's a good reminder of where it is and how I'm going to draw those relationships closer or further apart based on what I need. Leading back in, it was the communication with myself that was able to express what I needed, what I was vulnerable about, and moving forward. Um, so it is more than just relationships with your partner, but relationships with everybody. Well, your 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 foundation of how you communicate in relationships starts with how your parents, right? Like how yeah. they modeled it, how they interacted with you. Or as you were not. talking about, yeah, as you were talking about, I was thinking about my parents, and actually, I realized 
I mean, I knew this, but I didn't really put them together. When it when when things got heated, my dad's communication style was very much like explosive, volatile, and dramatic, very defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom would get frustrated and feel it was futile to even express what she wanted mm-hmm. in those in the in in those heated moments. It's very hard and then Stonewall. Moments. Yeah. Because because she shut down because she's like it's futile. How can I get what I need? So now I realize, did those conversations? Do you know if those conversations ever got resolved later, or if did she just stonewalled and that was that, and then that was the end of the conversation? That's a good question. I don't know. I wasn't privy to that part of their relationship, and mm-hmm. if that actually happened, or if they just forgot, like, or yeah. f- forgave and move on, or maybe didn't even forgive, but just just moved on. I, I think it's really common. Oh, I know it's really common to get very like emotionally heightened and so then you lose your sense of of direction i mean even in just a simple conversation where i get excited here i totally lose what i'm talking about i when i get emotionally when i'm angry and it's when particularly um any any type of like when it's like really powerful anger romantic relationship or not i am unable to argue my points which is very frustrating because then it's like what's then you sound like a like a just an angry idiot and then sometimes and sometimes that leads to lashing out um depending on the kind of statements i think some toxic communication often comes out of that oh for sure um because that's all you have that's all you have like you're able to just fling fling poop yeah my my (laughs) my partner and i we've had this experience over the last year in a couple of ways and then we've we've circled back uh, it can be damaging at times. Um, I definitely felt like I needed a little rev back up to get back like privy to like I knew like my love hadn't left her for her. Um, but I definitely needed like some healing time for some of the things that we would throw. And um, it wasn't that it was so bad, but like there's some statements or some tones that get tossed out that you're just like, whoa. Um, and she she's got a little more resilient and able to like heal faster on those. And I like awesome and i think Mm -hmm. it's just i i I am probably a little bit more sensitive uh i don't know if that's because i'm american she's israeli she she speaks to maybe that that could be part of it but it's also just me i'm a more sensitive human i think yeah um and i'm in touch with those senses and sensitivities sometimes too much uh but yeah I, i think when you're going through those those moments it it's really easy to to start attacking to start throwing out um some statements that may be a little more ultimatumish sounding or maybe i should leave or and you're not actually putting out your best thoughts and and figuring out a way to take some time to breathe and before having a real call conversation about that if you have the time to do that is great mm-hmm. um and i think sometimes we've been a little better about it now where we'll, we'll take the as we've learned to communicate with each other which is what you're doing those first couple of years or longer sometimes, um, you you start to understand that I'm not going to communicate this well right now. I need a breath. And and when we say something like, and we have said stuff like that, like I'm not in a space where I, I can actually communicate this well. I need we need to talk about this a little bit later, even if it's five or ten minutes. Um, and if I say something like that, or she does, the instant reaction is I can totally respect that, and that it actually de-escalates the situation pretty quickly as you know, a result well, of it. To have the wherewithal to to say calmly, I need some time to process. I don't know if we say it calmly, but we definitely okay, okay, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that I think is just like 
a powerful move if you have the wherewithal to, to realize to ask for that. Well, and we talk about, I mean, after we've had some bad um, sort of, I mean, bad blowouts for us are not really that bad because we've got pretty good communication and it's usually about the same sort of Show issues. Up. No, we we work on it. I mean, and sometimes <laughs> it's it's better, sometimes it's worse, but generally speaking, it's good. But it's um, with a lot of work and we came into each other's lives at a time where we both had done the work mm-hmm. um, to want to be with someone um, that was more important than anything, I think, was to have someone who we can look at and be like, we can totally communicate in this way and talk about all the things, but also talk about stupid shit too. You know, uh, a lot of our conversations sometimes are just about the little things. It's about nothing, shows or whatnot. That's actually, let's let's dive that's, into some list. of the I have yeah, been, I've been hitting yeah. the list Okay, without... okay, I, th- I thought you were doing that. Yeah, um, but I, you know, Organically. <laughs> He had a script, everybody. That was all just for show. That's no, yeah. No, reading a script. <laughs> I told you I wanted to be an actor. Um, some examples of bad communication. Um, I mean, we could just go down the list, really. But sure. Psychology Today starts with um, saying that you statements. Yeah. Like, so we talk, my, my partner and I talk about this a lot. It's it specifically, so they talk about the you statements here. And I want to, I want to couple you statements and universal statements together. Cause they kind of, they tend to go hand They're in hand. They're kind of it's the like, same. You always fucking don't do this. Yeah. I think the big one for us is the you should. And, um, it should has been a very strong word in, 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 uh, in my recent life where I don't believe we will often say, did you just should me? I should myself. Uh, we just try not to, and it's a silly Nerds, thing, but also yeah. <laughs> shooting someone and, and, and the difference is we'll be like, it's the idea is to think about what we're saying. It's like hard should, like I'll, I'll, well, I'll tell her, you oh, know, that's a hard should. Like, I mean that should rather than like you should, uh, you should take up yoga or do more yoga. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm receiving this different. So I was thinking you, you guys were meaning You that. should do something. You should be a certain way. You okay, should so have it's, it's this. It's conveying that you aren't the thing and what you should be is something else. Right. Which is a, actually a negative statement to be making because, um, they're not, you're telling someone what to do rather yeah, than you're telling someone who yeah. they should be. There's a different way of, of stating that where it's a better suggestion. You like, have you ever tried or, Something that implores someone. Um, I think uh, a lot of people get on this. <laughs> the statements like this, uh, men will get hit from a woman about mansplaining because it's the you should statements, I think, are the, the things. It's like the explanatory statements. Yeah. And, and we we're talking Even about, if that's not how it's meant. Right, right. But we were talking about defensiveness and all that. I think, Absolutely. I think it really, it's indicative of where the receiver is at too because it could be, in the intent could be very harmless or even trying to be helpful but if they're in a posi- in a place where they they feel like they're being judged or you know like right. that is being commented on then of course they're going to react poorly pointing out how to do something better but in a constructive way that is loving i think is yeah. the major point of it tone. it's not just tone tone is everything yeah and your intent has to be spoken in that tone and i don't always do that I, my tones get all fucked up i i for a sound guy for a signal processor I don't always process my signals well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my partner's very aware of it. My people are, I don't know if my people are aware of it. My partners are very aware of it. Yeah. Um, and so I have to express my intent. And sometimes I have to sit there and stand on a pedestal and be like, no, this is my intent. This is what I mean. I'm sorry. It wasn't the way I expressed it. Uh, how I mean it. So tone is yeah. important. And when, in one of these articles. Um, it's funny because I'm a tone junkie. But yet when it comes to what comes yeah. out of my mouth. Well, if... I mean, there could be different reasons for it, but like one example is if 
for if if you're not a type that likes to talk about your feelings and saying I feel this and that and you're very matter of fact my my person my I'm, dude is like that I'm prag- he very much is I'm very pragmatic pragmatic yeah very pragmatic in in like love language is definitely not well, uh, whatever it is I'm a Capricorn words. too yeah. we speak very although so is my partner but we speak very like yeah you're very much like here's direct the, yeah yeah it's linear it's about processing Wait, your birthday did your birthday already happen that's right my okay, birthday yeah, just, yeah, just happened although yeah. when this comes out it will just happen a couple this months ago yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um okay so let's move that's there's so many i want to go through all of them yeah, yeah yeah so so the the next two i would want to pair as well so being tough on the person but soft on the issue mm-hmm. in other words making making your arguments personal yeah, like versus the, making about the issue i like the example that one gave you are so stupid versus you're a smart person and what you did was not very smart it if makes me sound like me, my though, fucking mother and i'm I just know. like if cringe. someone said that to me ooh yeah. Yeah. But I can understand the sentiment of it is is creating negative, you know, the saying you're stupid, it creates a dialogue with yourself. You start yeah. to put that in your story, you start to believe it. Uh you create negative But there's but um, I emotions mean and resentment. unless we have a, a specific example to speak to, it should be f- the 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 discussion, the conversation should be focused on the issue and not like what like evaluating the person unless right. it's relevant. Yeah. But, but really, that just is adding injury, you know, insult to injury. Well, so going back, so the the you wanted to tie these two together. Yeah, so well, I, I thought to tie that with invalidating feelings. And it I does. I feel like you, you make it personal because you just want to shut down the other person. Right. You know, at, at times. But then now, as I'm saying it out loud, it's not always the no, case. Some of, it's not always the case. Yeah. They're not always tied together. But invalidating feelings is a huge one. Um, to recognize someone feeling someone's feelings is important. And I think a lot of that... Uh, well, and acknowledging them means that you are also acknowledging your. This is what I. This is what I've learned actually. Um, in my in my particular relationship, is mm-hmm. that um, they're. It's it's kind of a clusterfuck because it's like they react negatively to my bad feelings about something that they've done because they are upset that they've you know that that they need they need to acknowledge that they've done something to hurt me. Does that make sense? They act negatively to the things that... Like, like I think it's hard to accept and acknowledge that you've hurt somebody you loved. And yeah. depending on how you process oh, no, kind I of totally information that. like that, you could also like react like poorly with that information. You know? So it's so it's a very delicate thing to, to communicate mm-hmm. because it, especially in that moment when someone is upset, because I experienced this very thing. He said to me, how you feel is your is your responsibility, I think, or something along those lines. It's a hard thing to hear. It's a, it's a very hard thing to hear. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, snap. Like, oh, so you're saying that you just aren't going to ever be responsible for how I feel. Like no. for making, no, sorry, for making me feel, like basically responsibility for your actions, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's different. Responsibility for actions. Like, so there are things he can do to make sure, to help ensure that you don't have those experiences. But if there are things that take away from him being him, or in him expressing himself or the things that he's doing, that's different. Well, well, I mean, just to to absolve him of looking like a bad guy, we at this doesn't make stage him a bad when he guy. says, yeah, but just in case he he's listening and he feels like I'm trying to frame him that way. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, no, like in the moment that we had that conversation, we did not have we did not have an agreement or any kind of like um, expectations like established. Mm-hmm. It was just me feeling rejected 
saying so basically your insecurities my insecurities and him saying how you feel is not my responsibility right or it's all on you or something however he said it insecurities are your own responsibility i mean and that's a lot of where we get um i think our negative communication skills as far as like when we're relating to our partners um a lot of the things that come out when we're having issue i think have a lot to do with our insecurities in Mm -hmm. my experience um so if you're mad or you're sad or you're specifically jealous i think is is all about insecurity um then, you know, that's a thing that you you have to recognize and you have to be like, why am I? The why am I question is the most important thing, I think. Um, so again, uh, whenever you're communicating with someone else, I feel like the communication with yourself is just equally as important, if not more. And understanding why you're doing a thing is, is super important, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, always, always. But, you know, depending on the scenario or, or the instance, if it touches, if it, if it involves um, a romantic relationship, it always makes it that, it's a little bit harder. There's a layer of difficulty with, with that. Like you could be so in touch, right, mm-hmm. with your needs and, and, and all that and communicate with, so, with yourself all the time. Um, but, yeah, you just get derailed or I get derailed sometimes. Let's go through some more things. Um yeah. So, so there's a list here and I'm just going to go through them and we can kind of talk about them as we okay. want to. Um, so, you know, signs, uh, this, this article frames it as nine communication habits that are subtle red flags. Yeah. This was a silly one. Yeah. This was a silly one, but I, I wanted to pull some of these things out. So, um, when you're communicating and you're relying only on texting when they lie, that's actually, actually a very yeah, huge one. <laughs> the relying on texting one is sort of a thing. I, I, I personally think that uh, interpersonal communication is, is huge. And when you're text-based, I feel like I just don't have a connection. I, I wanted to actually talk about this one. So I said earlier, I have a, I have trouble saying what I need or, you know, when I want to mm-hmm. bring up something a little uncomfortable, I have trouble, trouble verbalizing it because then it makes me teary and I get emotional and then my words don't come out because of my emotions are heightened. So I'm disorganized. And mm-hmm. then the other person responds negatively because they feel bad about how the, they're perceiving that they're making me feel all this stuff, right? It's a shitstorm. So then I rely on texting to be able to very like, you know, cause in word form, there's no emotions all muddling it up. Right. I, so I can clearly go, okay, Point A, B, and C, these are the things I've been trying to say. I think your instinct to write is great. I think texting is a platform that I wouldn't use. I mean, unless they're long distance. Uh, I've got an email before, which I think is weird too. I think, I, yeah, I think writing, email is really weird. I had a partner Because it's, it's like honestly, even more distant. Whereas like at least chat there, or text is like an immediate And we lived in the same house. But that was at the time yeah. texting wasn't as vibrant as it was is now. Um I think writing a letter is really great. I think it's very personal and I think it really gets the points. And I think we've done that. Um, but because I'm long distance, the text format is off. But we use WhatsApp, which doesn't feel like texting in a lot of ways, but it is texting. It's the same thing. It's I know. A different, but like, sometimes platform is everything. System. If you got delivered Medium something on- Medium is the message. If you absolutely. learned anything from- <laughs> Medium is the message. Our college days. Um, if you get a text versus an email versus a Facebook- Shout out to, to Professor uh, Kielwasser. Kielwasser. Is who I learned that from. Yeah. So you guys use WhatsApp. We use it WhatsApp. Feel so like I, chat, but it if, is. if we had a big uh, uh, conversation where we weren't able to really kind of get everything out there, I'll sit back and I'll think about what we talked about, and then I've written like almost essay format letters mm-hmm. to her to you know express like here's what I was processing through that, 
here's, you know, where I was at. And I, I don't know why I couldn't communicate this so well, but this is me communicating it now. And this is what I'm trying to work on. And I will try to be better at this. And that's the communication. Uh, I, yeah, and, I don't, and it's different when you're looking for needs, but in this case, this was like, yeah, after a fight. I don't, I don't know. I feel or, like, um, and maybe this is because this is where I am, my my state, uh, like where I'm at as far as my, you know, getting better at communicating. I need to, I want the immediacy of text, mm-hmm. but I cannot, I feel like I cannot convey myself in a way uh, for in particular things in person because it makes, it puts me in a state that I can't then get everything out and it just continues to bury whatever it is. So I'm, I'm not as, um, there's, there's for me anyway, there's less baggage on it. I think he would prefer that we talk about these things in person, but then sometimes he doesn't receive the way that I communicate things very well either. And it just, it just, it's like a, it's like a cycle. So for me, it's like, I just, it's important for me to just even say whatever medium it is. I just need to say these things Yeah, in a way that we can even reference again. Like, you know, like it just, but email is too, or too uh, formal, too distant. What about a letter? I mean, you live in the same house. You can literally write a letter and have it left there. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I could do that. I, I know that. I know. I know, the, I know, I know. you want the immediacy, but sometimes the immediacy. I mean, sometimes I can resolve it. Sometimes I can heighten it, and sometimes a letter. Because I want to have the conversation then. Written, yeah, but you can't have the conversation on text. Timing is everything, right? That's one of the yeah positive ones that we'll get into. But if you have the conversation then, um, you don't necessarily you don't always have the time. That's part of the reason that text exists is about right time. Well, mm-hmm. For me, that's why it exists. It's probably for other reasons. There's for, a multitude. Yeah. Um, but yes, I could write a letter and leave it, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, again, there's nothing <laughs> and wrong. And around a corner and wait for him to read it. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a text. Tie um, it to the dog. There's nothing wrong with a text, but I think it. demanding immediacy out of out of uh, the conversation. I'm not demanding result. it, but not it's, demanding nice, it. it's a mean, nice aspect like it. of that because yeah. then like... Expecting or hoping for the Yeah, because I would say even if he's pointed out that he doesn't, he would prefer that I talk about these things in person, I feel like he is also better at communicating like what he feels in response yeah. in that medium. So right now it's a band-aid that works for me. Do you express when you're writing this, be like, I, I recognize that you like talking about this person. I don't have the, the capacity to express this. I, I say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll preface with something like that. Yeah, because he'll say, he'll say like, you know, like you don't ever say anything. And I'm like, well, because in person we're we're having a little a nice little time and it's not at the forefront. And then when you're gone is when it's at the forefront. Well, that's. Which is actually one of the points in here where it's like problems arise when you're not around each other. Yeah. You know? So then you have to like figure out how to... But the problem is there. I mean, you think about the problem when it's not, when they're not around because you have processing times. So that's why I think that one's kind of a silly one because that's when you get... Like, your time alone is your processing time. Mm-hmm. You think about the things you want, the things you need, the things you're getting, the things you're trying to get, the places you want to go, and, you know, a lot about our relationships. Yeah, and, and um, you get reflective, and you yeah. go, "Oh, these are things I want to say," and you, and and then I have the urge to and say that. And sometimes your insecurities yeah. take over in that space because you're too in your head. Like maybe yeah. you have a very beautiful relationship, but uh, there have been times in my life where I had things going pretty pretty well with them, but when I was alone, I was thinking maybe I want to split. Why do I want to split? Mm. What's causing me to think that? Um, and then I get back together and be like, "Why did I think that?" Um, do you ever figure out why you thought that? 
I'm sure it's just insecurities. I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's a lack of self love. It's a lack of me thinking I deserve. Is it them. like is it like there, there's like a void that you wanted to fill and that they weren't there and you're like, well, I can maybe. Well, in the past, I think it was because they were not the right partner. Yeah. Um, and I guess if you are asking no, those questions, then they aren't the right ones. Not always, um, but yeah, I, I. That's that's a whole other thing, by the way. Is like the idea you have to of ask like right, yeah, yeah, but like the right the right person and wrong person. I feel like that's also very, so, so black and white. So you could have multiple right people. Absolutely. Um, just, there is timing. no one right timing. person. I think timing is a lot of it. I think it's about every relationship you have. It's about growth. It's about that time in your life. Like you could be with this partner forever. You, this person might just show up to teach you something incredible and move forward. And maybe you'll still have a relationship and maybe you won't. My last partner said, uh, expressed, that you know we were soulmates and and i expressed to her that there are different kinds of soulmates and that didn't go over so well <laughs> that would um, not go because, over well at all that's like saying i love you thank you well in my head <laughs> and, and she she's right to feel the way she did um because i technically was saying something to that degree in a regard but in another regard it wasn't saying that we weren't soulmates i'm just saying like what kind of soulmates are we? Yeah. I also, that information was like, hard for me because get in line. <laughs> I didn't feel like we were going to be together forever, nor did I, maybe she did at a point, but I think she came to realize not. Um, I, I, not that I thought it was temporary, but it always felt like we were drawn to each other for something, but it didn't feel like that was my end point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with someone now who, when I look at her, I, I feel like, this this is my end point. it can also be but i don't what's my end point yeah how do you even assume presume yeah. to know and and also when you get older too you are more open to whatever an end point is yeah you know um i recognize that you know i say what i feel and i believe it but i also recognize that life can treat us in all sorts of different ways and change anything i don't really know anything mm-hmm. um but I believe this. You sure don't. I know, but I believe this and I believe that my partner that I have right now is the person that I'm going to spend my days with. Yeah. Uh, And she believes it and belief is half of it. I mean, and we communicate about that belief. That's about expressing love. That's another positive communication factor we can get into. Yeah. I wanted to really quickly just go through the rest of this list because okay. the, I, I remember now the reason why I wanted to in the first place yeah. is because I, I, this is my life. Okay. Go like it, like this I'm is, gonna... this is a lot of things that, um, are being done currently or are trying to be worked on and stuff like that. And it's, uh, you know, this article kind of phrases it like it's like a state of being and that's it. But it's just more like habits that you need to break or something. Right, um, so we went to, so we were at rely on texting. They lie, um, won't talk about problems openly, interrupt you often, get defensive during arguments, giving you the silent treatment, one word answers, expect you to read their mind, bringing up the past. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Won't talk about problems openly. This is where, this is where it's like, I mean, it's not like there's a not wanting is to resolve you it. in this particular because I mean, you were just expressing that to some degree, not talking about. I think openly. I think there's a little bit of on both sides, but yeah. I know for sure I definitely don't talk about my problems openly because I'm like I'm good. I don't have problems. Yeah. Until it all catches up with me, and then I'm like, okay, I really need to talk about these things all of a right. sudden. Um, but also, also because I don't enjoy conflict, I would rather avoid it most times. Most people would, I think. Right? Yeah, but um. But some people front like they always talk about their stuff and they really, you know, rationally deal with their things. Um, but um, I 
I also can't talk about my, my problems in that context. Always, always, always. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I when I talk about my problems openly, it's like you know, it's being too vulnerable, and then I start weeping. So there's that. That's not fun. It's okay to weep. I mean, and you, I'm I, sick of it. It's a, it's almost like um, it's almost like a conditioned response. I sometimes wonder if I even really like fe- feel. But at the same time, I don't want to say that because then, like, you know, he may he may then question every time I cry. Interesting. Because it happens too much. Well, you just said it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but um, uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I think it's important to be able to express to the point uh, and having the vulnerability to cry. The fact that you're able to cry in front of him is its own vulnerability that's very special on its own. That's, that's true. And I tell him this. I'm like, you're, I don't, I don't, I, I am stone cold to everybody else. But yeah. when it comes to you, like I'm, I'm waterworks. You allow yourself to cry. Yeah. Um, do you ever Feel just honored. Have, you no, got to have crying sessions too for yourself sometimes. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 It bothers me. (laughs) Yeah. Crying sessions don't bother me as much as it's more like what it's why, right? It's the why. And it's also um, the way that it makes the other person feel. I think it's communicating something that like it's, it's, it's miscommunicating. Right. Right. It's not, it's not as bad as it's being received, I guess. Hmm. Um, They interrupt you often. I feel like, you know, that is, it's a sign of disrespect more often, but it's it's yes, but 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 also you know sometimes when you are feeling impatient and disinterested, you know like that that's very those are valid things. Like, I had to be taught on... to not interrupt, and I still do it from time to time. Oh, I do it all the time because. I, but I'm a strong energy, and you're a strong energy. Uh, <laughs> it's it's that's conditioned. Part of it. It's conditioned a little bit too, because it's like if I don't speak up then this person will continue. It, and it's and it's like a it's Absolutely. a little bit of it's a little bit of baggage of like male female dynamics especially in the workplace too where I found myself in environments where I was expected to be um you know like a presence there I wasn't like necessarily just you know waiting for everybody uh at their beck and call kind of thing right. like I was expected to contribute. They weren't going to say Tina, what are your thoughts? You had to be like or, or, these or are my Or even thoughts. like my role there was like high enough to like have to say things. Right. Um, but, but it was difficult to get a word in edgewise. And when you did, it was a little, it was like somewhat d- diminished or condescended to or something like that. So you have to then create like a little bit more force behind everything mm-hmm. you do in order to be taken seriously or just to get people to be quiet and listen. Why do you need to be heard is the question. Like, what are you trying to convey Yeah, that needs to be heard? And is it important? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I say like, But with, it's an, it is a bad communication thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just but, but in context... <laughs> <laughs> inter- interrupt. I think yeah. for me, interruption. I will never necessarily remove the the like the habit of interrupting people out mm-hmm. of my 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 actions. Like I I feel like it is necessary at many times. Actually, is it within context? Sometimes I just get so excited that I interrupt, and I don't mean to. Yeah, I'm just excitable. Right. Like I have a point too, and I want to make it. Yeah. Um. Before, in the context before of, you get on to a new point. <laughs> in the context of the show, I'll interrupt you so that we can get back on track. <laughs> uh, you're gonna need to do that. I I know, and I, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. It's actually a positive <laughs> communication trait in this. And then in the workplace, you know, but you're right in a, in a, in a intimate relationship, it's not, but, but when you are able Especially to step back, heightened, heightened emotional state, yeah. but when you can step back and you know, like I, I'm, I, maybe I'm too generous, but there are times where I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what 
what he's what kind of a day he's had and if it's just like this is not a good time well that's that's this is not a good time to talk about whatever important. it is um understanding so it's not just timing so that you touched on something that i think is really great and i got this really cool quote from um the author of more than two uh franklin val val franklin val uh and he goes when you're talking to your partner about needs and stuff it is about timing but it, it, he speaks more to it, your partner needs to understand what it is you're saying not just like speaking the same language um, don't assume they're going to feel the same way you do um your partner has to crawl behind your eyes, see the world the way you do, what you tell them, your emotional reality is just an abstraction to your partner. So what is happening in your life at that moment? What kind of day did you have? What, you know, I've had an argument where the wrong thing was said at just the right time to make the argument happen that didn't need to exist. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have just been a silly comment and it was supposed to be fun and frivolous, but I had just gotten off the phone with someone who was going through, a, I had an emotional conversation with a friend, um, and the and the snarky comment that came after, not even snarky, just kind of fun reference. I took snarky totally, in one moment, playful in another moment. Yeah, I just took the wrong way. Yeah, uh, and I took offense to it, and it created a whole embellishment of things. But it's because the state I was in was I was just having this serious conversation, and I was also trying to convey that serious conversation to the person I was talking to. Um, and so it just got out of hand. Yeah. Um, we, we laugh about it now, but it, it just, yeah. it just. You know, I mean, this makes me want to say just really quick that arguments and disagreements and fights and whatever, as long as you can make up from them, they're, they're great learning opportunities because, because you can't always, you know, you can't, as much as you communicate, you can't predict. Even if you can't make up with that person, they're still great learning opportunities. Yeah. There you go. So uh, every, every communication you have whether it is for five minutes or for five years is a great learning opportunity um but if you want to stay with somebody <laughs> and, yeah. you, and you argue that's just the the act of arguing and having disagreements itself is not uh it's important it's, it's not it's not a statement on your relationship and defining it it's no. just an opportunity well it depends it depends so well, i mean it can it's, it can so you know but so it's i think it's very very important and i've always firmly believed it's very important to have um uh to have arguments not even arguments or fights but like to have disagreements and to have heated conversations where you can learn because that's also a vulnerability state that you guys get we get into but it, it teaches you to learn it teaches you to grow it teaches you to be closer and hopefully it teaches you to communicate better so that you don't have those arguments now when you're having the same argument about the same thing all the time um you're not growing or learning and you have to step back and look okay what are all of our arguments about why are they about it how can we change this right and um and i think it's simpler for me being in a relationship that's only a year deep the we have a, a conversation and a lot of it's because of our distance and and we've we figured out how to navigate that but we were having sort of the same the arguments that stemming from the same core in past relationships it could be all over the board and in relationships that are much longer you know let's say 10 20 years have you even had those arguments or are you just arguing but you're not actually arguing about the issue you're arguing about the circumstances but the core of it's never addressed. And I think you may not even know what the core is. Right. Well, so it's it's like treating it's like treating a sickness, uh, treating the flu. You're treating the symptoms, but you're not treating the 
It's the bug. Yeah, the bug. The bug needs to be treated. Yeah. Um, it needs to be examined. It needs to be looked at. It needs to be 86th uh, or just massaged into a new space, depending yeah. on what kind of bug it is. I mean, disagreements and, and all those opportunities as I want to look at them. I mean, there it's, it's, it's learning patterns so that you could recognize, you know, you get, you're gaining information so you could recognize the signs of, you know, certain yeah. states of mind and that you can then, understand you know, know, understand triggers, understand exactly their... how to, how to communicate with, or when, when is good to, like, yeah. when is a good time to talk to somebody? Just because, you know, my past partner might have been really good at arguing, uh, having those conversations in the heated <laughs> really moment. Really good at arguing, yeah. Yeah. Um, or it doesn't mean my current one will. And, and how, how do you, keeping in mind that every person you have a communication with is going to be a very different sort of flow mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we have so many different friends um i feel like and well that's why i've always had a lot of different friends i love having those different conversations and learning the different ways of communicating with people and how they see it um which is exactly why i want to i'm looking forward to when we have guests here because they're going to see things very differently than us yeah um and we in many ways see things very differently i think on this topic i we have a lot of for the most part, a lot of very same ideas about it. Well, I don't think you can really have, I mean, communication, what is effective communication and what is ineffective? I think it's very it's pretty finite. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like, you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of nuance. It's like the situations maybe can be read differently yeah. um, and interpreted differently. But, but as far as principles, I think they're pretty standard, you know? Yeah. Um, so getting defensive during arguments, we talked about being defensive a lot. Silent treatment. So for the silent treatment, it's not, it's not like silent treatment. Like I'm not going to talk to you for days. It's just more like, I don't even know what to say or how to say it. Well, that's different. And so it's like, yeah, but it could be received. I guess it could be received as the silent, the silent treatment is normally, oh, so you're just not going to talk to me now versus i've been accused of such okay where, where versus like where you have nothing to say and you get that's that's i could and I, you could still be mad what and you're like talking not about really feeling in the like conversation no no like after, let's after, say after the, the fact, fact. after okay, the fact in the conversation i look at that as sort of like a shell shock like i don't always have something to say but yeah. i'll have something after well fight or flight i mean flight it's yeah. flight it's like a freeze it's like i don't my, my, know my previous partner when we had fights um, luckily we had, we had at the, we had two rooms in the, in the apartment and we would have fights. And then, um, at a certain point, whether the fight was over or, or just when it got to a certain point, we'd walk out of the room and I'd go into my, my little office space, my little creative zone. And after a while, you just hear this very soft, like, Michael, uh, and be like, yeah. And then we would have like a little makeup moment. Yeah. Um, the makeup routine is my favorite. Um, let's go into how we can improve our communication because I feel like, you know, it's, it's not, it's a skill that can be learned and it's a skill that needs to be practiced. Uh -huh. And, and, and every new relationship has to be relearned all over again in some ways because of what, of, of how they yeah. communicate and are, you know, you've, you've taken on your new information and now you have to, you have to practice it. Yeah. Um, you've taken it on. Hopefully you've had time to soak after the relationship, heal, do your positive things. I know after my last relationship, I did a lot of like positive communication with myself, mm -hmm. surrounded myself in positive sticky notes, started doing a lot more better fitness, treated myself better, got myself to a space where I could have these conversations with myself um, about what I did wrong, what I need to improve on and what I can bring to the table for myself 
and for the next relationship. Um, and there was a book that actually I remember listening to that really pushed on that. And it's like, you can't ask, and this, this is true of communication, but true of everything. You can't ask of somebody else something that you can't give yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want someone who, you know, has wealth and success and is fit in all these things, you also have to be practicing. You don't have to have, you know, the highest capacity of those, but you have to be practicing those lifestyles um, and getting yourself to those spaces. Um, and so if you want someone who is good at communicating, you have to practice to be a better communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's that's when I feel like you really can put the the lessons to the test. Yeah. Is that new relationship and you start that foundation trying to build it. Yeah. What It's all, it, each relationship is an experiment, right? So I'm, yeah. I would say this is my most su- successful experiment yet. Yeah. It can feel really daunting to have to work on being a better communicator because it's a, it's unpacking a lot of things and it may require the assistance of a therapist or, you know, like a third party, right? It, it's 100%. But what I did like was that there are little kind of seemingly seemingly silly tactics mm-hmm. that can actually at least breed a, a good environment to to be conducive to better communication. Yeah. I think. You could tell me if if you disagree. Are you talking about some of these tactics? Some of these some of these little tactics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like things like um, you know, checking in with somebody daily and just finding out how they're doing. Absolutely. You know, like there's I mean, a lot of little things like this can be taken for granted because we want to bring up things when they're bothering us or bigger issues that they kind of cloud kind of the little delightful things that are also information about our partner and mm-hmm. about their experience in the world and stuff like that and with you. The little things are, really... are some of the most important. In fact, the big things are usually things that you can get over the hump. You 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 battle through them, but you can get over that hump as long as you've attended to the little things. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're not attending to the little things, then the big things are well, stacked on top of the little and things, and you have no foundation. But they're also they become even right. So then it's it's just yeah. Where do you start? Yeah. And there's you know there's one way down the list here that says one issue at a time. That's where you start focusing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it also touches on some other things like That's these kind true of true of your personal issues too. Yeah. And your personal communication with yourself. That's true. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you overwhelm. And well, you don't even everything know where to seems begin. impossible. Yeah, so exactly. you, you're in a you're in a pessimistic state versus an optimistic state and it's destined to fail at that point. Right, right. It becomes right. You're, it becomes way yeah. overwhelming because then you don't even know. My my mom used to be really good about doing today's to-do lists and be like, this is what I'll do. And she'll start at the top and she'll just mm-hmm. tack her way down all the way to the bottom. Um and then she'd have her goal boards too. So she knew what her general goals were too for that year. Um, you know vision board, goal yeah. board. Uh, so she can really work on those those particular issues um, and they would have different, you know, ideas in her head. Yeah. It also um, is important to have a positive outlook and believe that things can change, believe that if something is, if a relationship is in a bad state, that that's not the permanent state. It's mm-hmm. just what you're going through. So being willing to work on it is a sign of being positive also. And, and it's hard to have that positive outlook sometimes. I've it definitely is, been in states. Sure. This last year, I and, and sometimes the positive outlook is not about the positive outlook with relationship, but with yourself. 
which affects the relationship too. So you really have to work on being positive. Yeah. One way that... Um, my but you will definitely doom a relationship if you're like, this is over. Absolutely. I mean, that's because you've decided. So there's a few ways that I have learned that are really good at doing at creating that positive um, thing, that positive outlook in your life. Uh, and a lot of this, uh, it come, there's a couple of books that I got this from. There's uh, my previous partner. She was an extremely overly... Not overly. There's no such thing as overly. But she's an extremely positive human being and just the way that she walks through the world um and sometimes to the point where uh, you're almost envious and you you get angry oh you're so goddamn positive um but i loved it uh and it was a sponge that i got to to soak up for two years and and so some of the things are uh saying waking up and just speaking maybe 10 things you're grateful for every day yeah keeping a positive outlook on life uh Listening to like audiobooks or something where you're putting positive information, not necessarily nonfiction, whatever. I'm talking like positive, positive uh, learning, learning, whether it's self-help books or whether it's just learning something every day, keeping that you feel that 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 method of um, going through your life and feeling like you're you're adding some sort of substance to your, your world. Um meditation totally keeps you in a more positive state being in a better physical condition uh which i know you're very aware of um coming from a fitness background uh keeps you in a positive state keeping that adrenaline flowing eating right keeps you in that positive state. all these things are going to keep you in a positive state so you can be in a positive um yeah your place health, with your, your health impact your health and i mean that in yeah. mental health and physical health impacts your outlook and your sexual health and your sexual health very <laughs> much so yeah, yeah. Um, that is physical and yeah. mental. Um, yeah, yeah. So it it, it it impacts your outlook and then your outlook impacts how you relate to other people. Yeah. And then, you know, if it's bad, you end up being an internet. Yeah. Um, let's see. Talk Talking things through before they happen. I really liked this one mm -hmm. where... You know, uh, when we were saying earlier, you don't know what the other person, what their day was like, or you know, can't you can't know if it's a bad time, right? Unless you yeah. you know more about the person and and whatnot. So if they can give you a heads up and communicating, like, hey, this is you know, I'm about to enter a stressful couple weeks. If they know that if, that's if they know, yeah. But if you so if you can, it's nice. But even so, I mean, on that regard, there was another one. I don't know if it's here, uh, but I do remember reading it at some point. Um, which was just allowing your partner to know what mental space you are in prior to the conversation. Mm. So like you're about to have a conversation. Uh, maybe it's a conversation. It's about, like now, now it's it not could a be good any time, conversation. basically. Well, n not necessarily now is not a good time, but like, hey, we're going to have this this conversation. What mental, what, where are you at? Are you are you in a happy state? Are you in a sad, where are you at? Um, just to kind of express like, because sometimes when I'm in a more positive or confident state, like I will express the things that I want to do and be more, open and willing and then sometimes uh when i'm not i will be a little bit more on the fear side and let that operate so where are you operating from yeah what's conditioning your statements right now right and you have to the that person needs to have uh that solid like self check-in to even be able to give you that information well and that's that's a big thing is is you have to keep checking in with yourself um you know not just what uh what is this uh, yes not just what you feel, but why you feel the way you do. Make that active effort. That was coming from also from Franklin Vaux's uh, mm -hmm. um, book. 
and I really recommend that book to anybody, not just if they're, um, it's about polyamorous relationships, but I think the communication, you can just, if you're not into that or it's an interesting exploration, but if you're not into it, that's fine. Yeah. The communication yeah. details, like the, what they line up in there. Yeah. Successful polyamorous relationships are ninjas of communication. Absolutely. And <laughs> that book specifically really outlines some great, in great detail about how to communicate about different situations. And you could just, every time they talk about those polyamorous situations, you could just kind of skew them into how they fit for you. Some of them are specific. Um, but they still are good developmental uh, communication skills. Um, let's keep going through this list. So saying more than two, by the way. Saying th- what? Oh, the book was more than two. I think I said that. I don't more know. than two? Oh, oh yeah. the name of the book. The name it's of the book. More than two. I yeah, recommend yeah. reading yeah. it. I should tell yeah. them the name. More than two. <laughs> yes. Um, some of the things that we take for granted, you know, like we should say thank you more often. Absolutely. We should um, flirt. Yeah, with your partner. With your partner. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean you and I. I mean like you and your partner. <laughs> Aren't we? No, we're not. Um, yeah, no, totally you should flirt. You got to keep yeah. that sexual energy going. Because You because have then, to let them know they feel special. Exactly, because you have to remind them. Because if you think you got it in the bag, <laughs> that's when you're going to lose it. Uh, yeah, when you get too comfortable, it's totally it's totally an issue. Yeah, because um, you want yeah, to keep things exciting. Do you, you wanna, guys flirt? You want, um, do you and your partner flirt? Yeah, I mean, it gets hot and cold sometimes. Yeah. But well, that your relationship is... Uh, we're, we're in flux constantly. Yeah, like we're, so. we're still processing. Um, but we like to flirt. And we yeah. we actually have talked about... This is a subject that's come up recently yeah. where it's like being in the headspace to flirt, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes. And, some... and, and because we're not flirting right now doesn't mean that that, like, that romance is dead. It's just like... That I, I Like for example, for me, I'm in a an evaluation period and maybe I don't feel sexy, but I appreciate that you're trying. Like, yeah. you know, I appreciate, cause that's what I, cause that's what I want. I want that external validation, right? So it's very tasty when I get right. that. Um, totally. So yeah, so just being verbal and reminding someone that you're attracted to them is everything, mm-hmm. everything. Absolutely. I, I totally had a similar experience um, with my partner recently, uh, working long hours I come back and she was at this particular moment, she was on the East coast. So we have a three hour difference on top of this. So I have to get to her before she goes to bed. And, uh, I get back and it's right after work. I haven't transitioned. I haven't had time to sink into me. I'm tired. It's been a 12 hour day. I've been up since five 30. I worked hard. Uh, a lot of physical demands to express myself in a sexual manner, especially verbally, you know, it's different if you have that partner there and oh you can God. physically yeah. do that. No, I know. The long um, distance trying you to, you could just you sink have to into bed <laughs> and you can just like, you can rub when you're in bed. You yeah, can, yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. flirt in other ways. You could just but to literally like be in mentally, a puddle together. Yeah. Right. Um, or like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll eventually, even if I feel like I don't have any energy, I'll eventually mm-hmm. muster up some sort of sexual energy yeah. just because she's there. Just because yeah. I feel her body and I'm like, ah, yes. well, yeah, because you you don't get it a lot. Well, no, I mean, even if I I I tend to believe I'd like to tend to believe that even if she was here often, that would happen. Uh, we have a strong sexual energy between us. Yeah, but you know, when you but who knows? Them, I mean, yeah. Uh, but so I say that because I I've ex- this this right. kind of flow is is very familiar. Uh, Yes, and I also have lived with a person, and I know that yeah. that can sometimes go up and down. But yeah. again, that's also about the communications you're having and and expressing needs. In this case, I just have no mental capacity to feel sexy in that moment and to have any flirtations, and so it comes off as dry. 
the day after I get like a good night's rest, it's all back. And she's like, oh, there's my, there's my human. Yeah. There's my, my person again. Um, it's like, you know, I've always been there. I'm just a tired version of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have the capacity. And I expressed yeah. it. And then she'll poke the bear a little bit, but like. Right. Cause she's, she's raring to go. But then it's a little flirty too, because we, I mean, we have a whole, we, our communication when we're on the phone, yeah. sometimes we're talking when we're talking, like, how was your day? How was your work stuff? But there's a whole like different voice and like characters that oh, we yeah, take on. So it's a cutie thing, which yeah. is its own little flirtation in its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I take it's on a, a whole other voice when I'm feeling like I'm positioning myself a certain way. Like that, you know. No, like, I mean just in our day to day conversation. We just oh, have yeah. like, we, we just, we're silly. But it's, it's a different, it's a, I'm not, I'm not going to exploit our no um, you thing. keep that for yourself yeah but yeah. It, it, it's it's we have a, a very silly sort of way of of playing with each other and sometimes i it feels like such a, a our own little bubble world that i i get confused at at uh the, like i'm like oh wait this is my voice and you know like when you're faking an accent no i've have never you, have you done that ne- i have but i've never gotten so lost that so I don't lost know my own voice. but the long distance thing i wanted to say so and it relates to flirting and stuff like that I've, you know, um, he's asked me or, or said to me like, oh, you're, you're, you're more flirty when we're far, like when we're far away from each other. Well, distance makes Misconstru- the heart grow fonder. No, but he's also, he's misconstruing what, misconstruing what's actually happening. It's, <sighs> it's that I love the, when we like the physical proximity, because then you don't have to use words when you are far away from each other and you have to create intimacy, you have to, express, you yeah. have to constantly express, even if that's not what you're feeling, because you have to preserve like some kind of connection all the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're right. I was more flirty back then uh, because I, we, I needed to con- continuously remind you that I was there and that what I, that I was thinking about you. And this Absolute, is how I did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing when you, when you have a, a, relationship that is longer distance or is based on you know your communication i mean all relationships are based on the communication being key but the long distance you really have to put that extra effort into um into talking about your feelings and your expression of love and your connection and and just being extra flirty uh and then sometimes i mean you don't get that sexual energy too I mean, we we're in a, in a position where we can actually seek that, but we like getting it from each other. So we'll 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 develop ways where we can actually we'll do a little phone text or we'll do something where we can have some sexual exchange there. Sometimes we'll be the video chat. Some I think something. it's a, it's crazy important. Absolutely, yeah, it's fun too, and uh, it is fun. And to be honest, uh, she never really experienced it, and I, I brought that to her. And um, she when we first started, she was like, "I'm not in, it's, I, I'm not into this." And I was like, okay, but I was persistent and it was like one conversation. I was persistent. The first attempt was, eh. And then I sort of like slyly organically, like worked my way back into it. And I found the niche Mm -hmm. that she needed to get now. Now it's open. Yeah. So for me, that's like uh, the first time you had beer or the first time you had wine or drinking a nice wine or because you have your preconceived notions about what this is that you're doing. You have to find the opener that gets you that opens your palate. So that you have a taste for it, mm-hmm. and then you start to explore the the world of it. Yeah. So I needed to get that opener, uh, and once I did, you know, now we have a really expressive um, sexual communication when we want to, uh, or have the capacity to do that. Um, and she's really good about uh, letting me know if I'm not. Sometimes I I just I get lost in my world, or I'm working too hard. She's really good about letting me know what she needs. 
which yeah. is another one that's on this list. Yeah, ask for what great. you need. Let's just yeah. go there. This one says request apologies when you need it, but she's good about that too. But generally that speaking- is, That is kind of, that's a tough one, I feel like, because especially she, depending on the timing. She doesn't necessarily say I deserve an apology, but she'll she'll express that um, she needs that apology. Like that was- Did she say that, like you made me feel this way when and then- the I mean, sometimes, is that sometimes it's, I don't deserve to, to be spoken to that, or I don't deserve that sort of okay, thing. Okay. That so makes there's sense different, there's different that, expressions. I think you will mean to... apology. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> but there's different ways to fish for that apology, but you know, throw like, let, let your partners know that you need that. And, and it's harder if they actually say, I need an apology than if they just express it and you come to it on your own. But if you're not, in a space to express it and come to it on your own, then that olive branch sometimes just needs to be extended. And you just need to say, look, I, I feel like um, I would love an apology. But you, if you ask for it, sometimes it won't satisfy you to get it, unless it's really a real apology. And that's the difference. It, that becomes comes back to tone and, and inflection is how you express that apology makes a lot of sense, how you come to it. Yeah. And maybe the other person didn't even realize that you still needed that. Like maybe if they yeah. thought that you had mended things and that and that wasn't a necessary It doesn't piece. have to be a deep apology either. It could be simply like, you're right. That was inappropriate. Ownership. Ownership of how you made someone feel is is, is a very yeah. challenging. Own being wrong. That's on the list. Yeah. Own being wrong. Yeah. Taking responsibility for how you make someone feel. Even if. Really hard to get there. Um, you know, because you could, you could disagree. So you have to then have empathy for like where yeah. they stand on it, but also examine and see where you can recognize like where they may be right, which can be hard in a, in a passionate moment of yeah. anger. Um, I, I usually am really, so I've worked really hard to being able to own being wrong and to apologize. And I, I, I pride myself in being able to do it pretty well. Sometimes it takes me a little longer. Sometimes it comes in the form of the letter, like I was saying, um, where I can collect my thoughts and be out of that state. But I, I it takes a lot of work to get there, mm -hmm. to be able to tell someone I'm, I'm sorry. And also to, while you're in that heightened state, be able to like figure out a way to flick the switch off and be like, I know I'm still frustrated and i want to be right but i know i'm wrong those moments but you are don't really want to tell them you're wrong yeah 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 so you, but you still but you need to <laughs> and you you have to so i'll take a breath yeah i'll process it in my head and i'll try to like put it through the expediting process yeah um that de-escalation from like you're convinced that you're right and then you realize mid 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 like, like anger <gasps> that you're like oh, oh i'm a fucking idiot yeah but i kind of feel like an idiot also because now i have to apologize i'm not ready though and there's that like de-escalation and then you, you finally just, you just have to say i'm like it doesn't have to be like i'm sorry for this this and this but you do so and then there's a whole other way where you do there's there's another which tinges on bad and good communication so what we're talking about is, yes, just just make the apology. And the thought that just came to mind is sometimes when I'm in a state where I don't feel like I am wrong, um, or at least to some degree, but I totally feel like I'm responsible or wrong for making, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way is, is an important statement too. Um, even if I don't feel like I'm wrong for the actual action, I'm sorry that my actions have made you feel this way. You know, now, really that, quick. That's though, a touchy space to be in. It, I was gonna say, yeah, because that that could be received ill, like 
poorly that goes back to the jealousy conversation yeah. too where you're like well like my saying, action is yeah. gonna happen like like right right but it that's different anyway. that that's something you're about to do and where we were having that jealousy conversation i'm about to go on this date i'm sorry that makes you feel this way versus i just did this but i feel like this is a thing that i needed to do i wanted to do i'm not sorry for having done that i am sorry for the way that it made you feel and um and that sucks sometimes uh sometimes that can be hurtful well it hurts the person but that hurt becomes it's if your intent was not to hurt the person by doing what you were doing or to create any friction you know sometimes you have to get deeper into that expression of that sometimes that doesn't matter because what i think and my worldview may not be the same as what you think in your worldview and that's where it becomes i feel like some toxic people will then use that angle right and to get away with murder there's absolutely a toxic way of expressing that and a positive way of expressing that and it should be used not used it should be you should hmm, use well we'll go with used but there's a better way you should not doing that unless it's something you really feel that that's the case on yeah you shouldn't do that just because i mean here it goes shooting everybody y'all shouldn't do that shitting all over the place in his defense um yeah well it all (laughs) depends um i don't feel that it's right to be doing that when when you're just trying to be right or just trying to win an argument i think that that should be or just trying to move about life without apologizing for any of your bad actions no and you have bad actions i have bad actions we we will do things and um and you should be able to apologize for those but at the same time sometimes your actions are fine. Like your freedoms are necessary to go about and live and be you. That's why your partner supposedly loves you. And um, and if you're doing something that makes you you and you're having to apologize for that because your partner didn't like it for some reason, even though your partner has been with you and knows that you do these things, but now maybe he's not expressing that. These are just examples. Maybe they're just expressing, hoping that you change or something. Um, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. You yeah. should just be like, I'm sorry that my actions make you feel that way, but this is something I, I enjoy doing. Or this is something that or I... This is important to me. Yeah, this whatever is, this it is. is yeah. yeah. Hopefully that it is the case, that it's something that's important to you, not just something you're doing because you're being an asshole and you're like... Um, or deliver, you know, yeah. then that, that, that intent is different yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Intent um, is important. Yeah. Um, but also your partner can never know your intent. You have to be able to express that and you have to conveying where you're coming from is important. And I think a lot of times when we're, we're going through something, um, where one of my strong suits, I believe is that I, even if it's not in the moment, I'm able to convey to my partner what it is. I was where I was coming from with it. And I'm like, look, I, maybe I didn't react the best way. Here's where I was coming from. Um, maybe it's not the best place I can work on being better. But I want you to understand where I was at and why this process was happening. Um, Because I think understanding your partner, the apologies are important. Absolutely. Uh, That's that's you understanding that you've done something wrong or that you want to move past something. But understanding where it came from so that you can, again, recognize the bug rather than the symptoms. Yeah, understanding is everything. Right. So that's why I like that as a way of communicating with my partner and sharing it's sharing. It becomes, you get, we get closer as a result of that healing process of yeah. whatever that 
communication Because if you don't explain your thought process, you'll never be able to understand each other. Right, right. There's, there's this, this funny term I really liked. This is the last thing from Franklin that I wrote down. Um, it's called uh, blue tuba fish. Uh, what the fuck is blue tuba fish, right? And that's the idea. It's, it, 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 it's his way of, of saying it, it's this concept of difficult concepts for someone from an entirely different worldview to conceive. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about, in, in this case, they're talking about, again, polyamory. This is a great example of it, but there's all sorts of different ways we could be talking about it. But when I talk about that and you're like, I just don't understand how how you fit into that relationship category, um, it's like blue tuba fish. You know, that that shit doesn't make any sense to me. That's just you're speaking gibberish. Yeah. Um, so that can be very much of the case when you're having those conversations or those arguments, I feel like, where uh, your partner has no idea where you're coming from. And so, you know, maybe you have a, a good, maybe you're coming from the best place, but, uh, or the best intentions, um, but they just, they don't grasp it because they don't see that. So again, that's about letting your partner in. Uh, and that's about a lot of vulnerability that you're going to have to have with your yeah. partner, which is why we have, oh, look, plane. Um, that's, a, that's a chopper. Ah, it's the chopper. Still looking for somebody. Um, it is why we have, uh, or I believe, part of the reason we really want to have partners in our lives, so that we can express those deep feelings and thoughts and vulnerabilities. That's our human nature. Yeah, yeah. So there, we yeah. haven't even touched on um, physical, like uh, nonverbal, like our. Why? How come I don't have words right now? Like your body language. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Because um, that's that's sometimes I find myself. Um, my body doing something in response or, or the way it looks is, is received like not as it, it was intended, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll sometimes look like I'm rolling my eyes, but it's not really rolling my eyes. It's just more like looking for words. Yeah. Some people have resting bitch face. You have, yeah. uh, you yeah. have resting sassy. Well, rolling sassy rolling, eyes. Not even rolling sassy eyes. It's not sassy. It's just more like searching eyes, yeah. sassy searching eyes. Yeah. Sassy searching eyes, and I do have a resting bitch face sometimes. I've, I've, I'll be I'll be in the kitchen do you doing have RBF? whatever. I don't oh yes, I do. I have an Asian really? face. I have yeah. an Asian face. Is predominantly I've, where resting bitch faces. I've never and all my features turned down. Okay, I don't know if I've ever received that from you. I have always and thought that maybe there's a sassy look, but I don't know if oh. I've ever received the RBF from you. Um, or maybe maybe it's resting sad face actually. But it's it's different though because. You don't see me at my fully rested state. No, so, no. so. But I also think that our rapport is a very sassy rapport in a lot of ways. Yeah, so I yeah. think that I interpret it because that's what we exchange. That's our communication sort right, of right. lifeline. Um, there are times where I'm just in the kitchen doing whatever, you know, or I'm mm-hmm. like looking in the distance thinking about something and he walks in and he goes, why are you so sad? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just existing. Like I'm not, yeah. there's no, there's nothing here. I've gotten you know? I've gotten the roll eyes before. Like, what are you are you rolling your eyes? I'm like, no, I was literally looking up. I was thinking. I was trying to like figure out the words and yeah. that is what your eyes do. They, yeah, like, that they, they plus, look up into your little database. And, and like, sometimes oh, what I do too is I go I go like that because I'm yeah. like searching. I'm like frustrated at myself for being able to. But that just it it sounds personal. just. But no, I don't blame them because that sounds exactly like what it's how it's received. Yeah. So being very cognizant of your body language is something I think that's even harder. Oh, and I mess it up all the time. Because, because tone, inflection, and body language. Yeah. 
Um, although it's much easier when uh, my body language probably speaks for itself better than my tone and inflection sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier when I'm in the physical presence of someone versus on the phone. Um, our conversations, I think they go better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, thinking culturally, too, you never know. Like, you know, like there's just so many layers to that. So it could be blue yeah. to a fish, but in the physical expression form. Yeah. Or you could just have a really good poker face and, and all, all of that goes out the door. Yeah. Arguably, I've had too good of a poker face my entire life. I would say, I would say generally speaking, like the best way to, to um, improve your communication really is to do it. Yeah, you got to practice. You got to do it. You just got to yeah. do it and you got to keep a positive outlook. All languages need to be practiced and in this yeah. particular it's a love language, but it's 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 But focusing on good communication as well as 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 bringing things yeah. up when they bother you. Focus on good communication with yourself. Learn who or where you who you are, but where you're coming from, why you're doing things and share that with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuz you they could also experience in that journey too. Yeah. Like you, you're going to learn something. You're actually yeah. just going to build a better bond by sharing the whys. Yeah. And if anything it's kind of, it's pretty attractive when you know someone is actively working on themselves and they're letting you in on that. It's, 100%. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's another form of intimacy. Yeah, I I couldn't be with someone I couldn't grow with and didn't work on growth themselves and in the moments in my life when I was a little bit more stagnant on my growth my attractiveness went down to my partners and we eventually, you know, broke it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, communication is, is the key to, is the key to everything really. Yeah. Um, I really think that that's, we're here to interact with each other, to express love, to experience things. And if you don't have good communication, you're, you're creating bad experiences. So, uh, I'd implore everybody to work on creating positive experiences and positive communication in, in their everyday life, uh, but especially, especially with your partners, especially if you want to make it work. If you want to make it work, you'll work on these. If you don't, you'll talk about wanting to make it work and you'll just let everything implode. I'm grateful uh, that we have all these resources and that we can build ourselves to be better humans in this world around us. Indeed. Right. But on that note, I think we've communicated quite enough. Yeah, probably already. over, over. Um, but we appreciate you sticking by and actively listening. Thanks, guys. Do you have a dating experience you want to share? Or maybe you have a question you want us to explore? Visit DeeperThanSexPodcast.com to contact us or leave us a voice message. Deeper Than Sex is produced by Tina Lee. That's me. And Michael David Johnson. Music is by Charmer and Clay. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Thanks for listening to the show. And don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us on the gram at Deeper Than Sex Podcast.